You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Last week, we looked at Jesus' challenging words in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 5, about hypocritically judging others. We were encouraged to recognize that, well, the Pharisees just aren't alone in their tendency to hypocritically judge other people. We're pretty good at it too. If we're honest, we're good at it too. And we were urged to put to death that particular sin in our lives with the help of Holy Spirit, but not only with the help of Holy Spirit, also with the help and with the input of other believers who we know and value and trust and who love us as well. That's what we looked at last week in a nutshell. And after last week's service, we had some cracking discussion. We had some fantastic chats around this particular topic. If you've never joined us before for a Sunday Zoom chat after the service, why not join us today? They are fantastic. And last week especially, we had such a rich and just encouraging chat together. And over the last, really, couple of months, they have been so rich and so encouraging. And many people have come away just feeling so built up and encouraged in their faith, along with the fun of just seeing people from our church community and catching up with what's been happening for them too. So come and join us today on Zoom after the service. It's going to be really good. Last week in the discussion, one person sought to clarify, which I thought was fantastic, how Jesus' teaching here in Matthew chapter 7 lines up with the Bible's teaching elsewhere on judging others. This person mentioned that they remember a message that I shared a while back. Believe it or not, it was a message that I shared all the way back in 2017 called Learn to Discern. And in that message, I challenged us to be discerning. As Bill Muhlenberg, a Christian writer, says, being discerning means to exercise judgment, to make moral and spiritual assessments, to discern right and wrong and truth from error. And that message was a particular encouragement to us to be discerning in terms of the kind of Christian teaching that we receive and listen to in life. Because after all, there are a lot of false teachers out there. There's a lot of false really poor theology out there that is leading people astray, away from Jesus' path of righteousness, Jesus' true path of the true, wonderful gospel. And there are lots of wolves going around in sheep's clothing, leading people astray. And as you might know from reading the Bible yourself, Jesus warned us that this would be the case. He warned us that we would face false teachers regularly and he himself encouraged us to be wise and discerning and make right judgments. Here's what he said in John chapter 7 and verse 24. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. As Christians, that's what we're called to do. With Holy Spirit's help, we're not to judge by mere appearances, but we are to discern the true state of people's hearts and the fruit of their lives. And we're to consider, we're to discern whether it is of God's kingdom or is of another kingdom altogether. You know what I'm saying? And in Matthew 
chapter 7 and verse 6, the very next verse from the passage we looked at last week, Jesus moves from addressing hypocritical judging to encouraging us and highlighting the need to judge with right judgment. Jesus encourages us here in this passage to exercise discernment, especially when it comes to who we persevere in sharing the gospel with. Matthew 7 verse 6. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Let's pray now and invite Holy Spirit to speak to us and teach us about the importance of being discerning when it comes to sharing the gospel with other people. Let's pray. Jesus, we need your wisdom. We need your insights. We need your understanding, Lord. Our human minds, as intelligent as you might have made them, are nothing compared to the mind of Christ. And so, Jesus, we pray today that you would give us that wisdom and you would teach us about how to be discerning, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. So, Lord, we pray that you would move on our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirits, Lord, that you would give us a passion for sharing the gospel and help us to share it more effectively as we ensure that we are sharing the gospel with people that you are asking us to share the gospel with and who have hearts and minds and just a general willingness to actually receive the good news that we're sharing. So, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's read Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 to 6 together in full now. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So right here in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus moves from warning us about the dangers of hypocritically judging others to the need for us to be discerning and use and the need for us to use wise judgment. As a pastor from Bethany Church in the US explains, verse 6 keeps the instruction of verses 1 to 5 in balance. You could put it this way. Verses 1 to 5 teach us not to be judgmental in the way we deal with others, but verse 6 warns us not to become judgmentless in the process. I really like this explanation. We are reminded by Jesus to not be judgmental in the way in which we deal with others, but we're also reminded in the very next verse of the importance of not being judgmental less of not actually being discerning when it comes to the the character or the motivations or the behavior of other people in the process. In other words, Jesus is calling us to be discerning and wise in making judgments. Now, you might be thinking, well, yeah, okay, 
But what on earth, why does Jesus use this illustration here of like holy things and dogs and pigs and pearls? What, what's with this illustration? Well, in the Bible, a pearl is often used as a metaphor to describe something of great value. Jesus describes his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, as being like a pearl in Matthew chapter 13, verses 45 to 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. In light of this, we can be pretty confident that Jesus is using a pearl metaphor here to symbolize the gospel, the the greatest, most valuable thing in all existence that ever has been and ever will be. So that is the pearl. But what about dogs and and swine or, or pigs? Well, in the ancient world, dogs and pigs were seen to be completely unclean animals. Pigs were unclean. For those of you who are familiar with Old Testament law in Leviticus 11, we can read that pigs with their their hooves were actually unclean according to the Old Testament law. And they were scavenging animals. They were animals that ate off food off the ground and that sort of thing. And dogs too, whilst not being included in the list of unclean animals in Leviticus chapter 11, They were also scavengers in the ancient world. They roamed the streets and looking for food to nibble on and that sort of thing. And as a result of their low status in society, they weren't viewed very highly at all. In fact, if you read through the Old Testament, you might notice passages which refer to enemies of the nation of Israel or people who act in really super foolish ways as being either dogs or pigs. Take Proverbs 26 and verse 11 for one example. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. And in the New Testament, there's actually a passage that incorporates both to describe, in this case, what false teachers are really like. It describes false teachers as being both dogs And pigs. 2 Peter 2 and verse 22 says this. What the true proverb says has happened to them, referring to false teachers. The dog returns to its own vomit and the sow or pig, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. I think it's pretty safe to draw the conclusion that dogs and pigs just weren't valued at all in ancient society, isn't it? And Jesus, knowing this, of course, he chooses to use these illustrations to highlight for his followers then and also for us today with that, that kind of way of understanding what exactly what he was referring to here, the foolishness, the complete foolishness of sharing the gospel, the thing of greatest value in all of the world with people who adamantly reject it with people who are hostile towards it. In other words, the dogs and pigs. Now, hear me here. I'm not suggesting that there aren't times in life where we just need to persevere in sharing the gospel with people who are super hostile to the message 
that we are carriers of. I'm sure you'd agree with me when I say that. Sometimes God calls us to persevere and press on in sharing the gospel and even despite the persecution or the hatred or the, you know, the just being treated so poorly by others and the horrible things that we might experience as a result. After all, as we were reminded in John chapter 7 and verse 24, just before, we judge rightly when we're able to see beyond people's outward presentation, the outward appearance, to actually discern what is actually going on underneath, to consider the heart of the person. But what Jesus is saying to us is that we need to be discerning so that we're aware when whether or not really we are walking in step with the Spirit in sharing with a hostile person or if we'd actually be better off for God's sake, led by Holy Spirit, to move on to share the good news with someone else. I remember one time in particular when God really challenged me with this. I was a mechanic at the time. I was young and fresh in faith And I didn't know a whole lot, but I was pretty passionate. And I was always asking God for opportunities to share the gospel, what I knew of the gospel anyway, with people around me. I had opportunities many times. And many times when I went to share with people and I was bold enough to share, I did with a couple of co-workers in the mechanic shop. And often I'd get teased. I'd get ridiculed for being a Christian and particularly for being one of those crazy born-again Christians. And there were plenty of moments where I felt like and I could have easily given up. I could have just gone, you know what? They don't want to hear it. They don't want to know. I'm just going to move on here. But I discerned that Holy Spirit actually was asking me to stand firm, to press on, to persevere in the face of opposition to the message. So I did. And you know what? As I persevered and remained faithful, little by little, their hostility sort of went away. They softened. Their hearts became softer to actually hear the message and actually think about things of not of a a sort of present and immediate nature of, you know, things in the natural, but to actually think about the bigger things, bigger questions of life, the bigger matters of life, things in a spiritual sense. And eventually I was able to have a pretty in-depth conversation with one man in particular where I was able to talk about my faith. I was able to share a bit of a brief testimony of how Jesus had, I had encountered Jesus and how his love had transformed my life, completely changed me and freed me to live life in abundance. Just think about this for a moment. Just imagine if I hadn't persevered in this particular case. That deep kingdom seed-planting conversation, if you like, may never have come about. That person may never have actually heard personally a testimony about how Jesus had changed someone's life. And especially, it's a powerful thing when you know someone and you hear them share directly if they had never heard a testimony from someone that they knew and respected about how Jesus had transformed their life. The key thing with my experience, though, is that 
I was able in that time to correctly discern that Holy Spirit was wanting me to continue on. That Holy Spirit wasn't wanting me to move on and, and invest my efforts elsewhere. Holy Spirit was saying, no, 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 stay put. You mightn't see it, but these guys, this guy in particular, he's open. He will eventually, if you're faithful, he will open himself to hear what it is you have to say. And I believe that that is why I had the success that I did in that time of sharing with him. You know, I had, as uh, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 15 to 16 says, I asked God for discernment and was given, I guess, through being a believer. We all have it, the scripture says. We have the mind of Christ, able to perceive beyond the natural and see and perceive things into the spiritual realm and, the, and where people are actually at spiritually. I was able to actually see that these people were far more along the journey than I thought they were. They were actually somewhat open to hearing the gospel. There are times, sometimes we do need to persevere in throwing what is holy and casting our pearls before the, the dogs and the pigs. Yeah, when we have confidently discerned that Holy Spirit is actually asking us to, that is when we're to continue to do that. Jesus regularly did this. He shared the gospel with sinners, people that the Jewish leaders of the day viewed as being about as valuable as dogs or pigs. Think about the woman at the well. That's just one example of someone that would have been viewed in that light by society and yet Jesus chose to go the extra mile to reach out to and being led by Holy Spirit, being God himself, he knew that she would be receptive to what he was saying. We, more often than not, will come across people who are hostile to the Christian faith. It's just a reality of our postmodern world in which we live you know, where it's the truth is subjective and there's no absolutes and, well, that's good for you, but this is what I think is true and, you know, who are you to tell me what's true and all this sort of stuff. We will, as Christians who know the truth and have been set free by the truth, will face opposition. And there will be people that we do need to persevere with as we share the gospel. But, and this is what Jesus is getting at in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6, there will be times there will be times when we will be led by Holy Spirit to actually stop sharing with someone so that we can move on to share the gospel with other people who are more receptive or potentially will be more receptive to hearing the good news of the gospel. I think this is a really challenging concept, isn't it? If we're honest, it can make us feel a little bit uneasy as we think about the people that maybe we are right now persevering with. Maybe they're family members. Maybe they're our parents. Maybe they're people who mean the world to us. It's a really challenging thought. And whilst it is challenging, it's actually something that Jesus modelled himself during his earthly ministry. You know, think about Jesus' command to his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. What did he tell them to do if they weren't received and if people didn't want to listen to the message that they had to share? Move on. Go somewhere else. Matthew 10, verse 14. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Shaking off the dust from your feet 
in Jesus' day was much like the expression that we would use today of, I've just washed my hands of it. I've washed my hands of it. In other words, I've tried. I've persevered. I'm just getting nowhere. I'm getting no love. I'm getting nothing back. It's not working. I'm just going to wash my hands of it and I'm going to move on. If we have peace from Holy Spirit, and this is it, it's not about whether we want to because sometimes God does ask us to persevere and face ridicule and rejection and derision, you know, all that sort of stuff for the sake of the gospel. We are called to suffer because Jesus, our Saviour, suffered. And if we do have peace that we are done sharing and aren't just offended by how people have treated us when we've tried to share with them, Jesus says that we are free to move on. We're not to keep sharing what is holy with dogs. We're not to throw our pearls before pigs if, if we discern that the people we're trying to reach are going to continue to be hostile towards the gospel and are going to continue to reject Jesus Christ, trample underfoot the gospel and hard-heartedly, as the passage says, turn to attack us. This is why Jesus calls us to be discerning in sharing the good news. Think about the Apostle Paul. He also had many of these moments in his ministry too. Acts chapter 18 is a great example of this. Paul came to Corinth on one of his missionary journeys and he felt compelled, as he often did, to testify about Jesus Christ to the Jews. And here's how Acts chapter 18, verses 6 to 7a, explain how Paul responded when he faced opposition from the Jews towards his message. Verse 6, And when they opposed and reviled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, a worshipper of God. Here's the important thing that Jesus really wants us to remember. We are responsible for sharing the good news, but we are not responsible for how people hear or whether they receive the good news of the gospel. When we discern with Holy Spirit's help that someone we're trying to share the gospel with is just not receptive or is even not willing to listen at all to what we have to say, we are called, we are encouraged by Jesus to move on, to share the good news with someone else. Now, that doesn't mean that we stop loving the person. That doesn't mean that we continue to have a burden on our heart for them and are no doubt led by Holy Spirit to continue to pray for them and intercede and and plead with God that he would reveal himself to them and soften their hearts so they can receive the gospel. It just means that we're to trust the person to God. We're to let go. We're to allow God to have his way and we are to continue on our amazing privilege of sharing the gospel throughout all the world. And we are to move on to proclaim the gospel to other people who may be more willing to hear what we have to say. And when we do this, we are being discerning. We're exercising right judgment and we keep in step with Holy Spirit. I'm wondering this morning, friends, do you regularly take time out to... Ask Holy Spirit if he is actually calling you to share the gospel with the people that you are trying so hard to share it with. Have you ever asked God 
for discernment in sharing the gospel and who he might be actually leading you to share with before. Can I encourage you that if you haven't, there's never a better time than the present to start. Now would be a fantastic time to do so. There are countless people all over the world who desperately need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And there are plenty of people in your family, in your friendship groups, in your local community who equally desperately need to hear the good news of Jesus. And if you're facing opposition from people you're trying to reach, perhaps that's because they're not quite in a place where they are ready to actually receive and and hear the gospel shared. Perhaps God is actually encouraging you and urging you, hey, hey, my child, hey, my daughter, hey, my son, give them to me. Let me take care of this. I'll soften their hearts. I'll bring them to a place where gospel seed will actually be able to take root in their hearts. Don't, don't kind of go against a brick wall. Release them to me. I've got more people for you to share with, people who are ripe for the harvest. We need to be discerning when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. We need to be in step with Holy Spirit. I think it would be really good to just take a moment now as, as we close to, to really just pray and invite Holy Spirit to give us that divine wisdom, that mind of Christ, that we would be able to put on that mind of Christ so that we would be able to have right judgments. We would be able to make right judgments. We would be able to be discerning when it comes to who we share the gospel with and whether or not the timing is right for sharing the gospel with particular people and whether God is actually calling us to stop sharing with one person in order to share with someone else in another place or another friendship circle or whatever it is who is far more ready to receive his good news. Let's pray and invite God to give us wisdom and then to lead us this week in sharing the gospel with our mouths um, as we go about our everyday lives. Let's pray. Jesus, we so need your wisdom. Holy Spirit, we want to not see things from the natural, see things through our own eyes, but we need your mind. We need the mind of Christ to to be guiding us. We need to be able to see beyond the natural, to see what's happening in the spiritual realm. And God, I pray that you would really help us by gifting us with an ability to discern, to have right judgment, so that we would be able to see and we'd be able to know as we continue to talk to you, Holy Spirit, as we continue to listen for your still, soft voice, that we would be able to just know that we know that we know that you are calling us to share with the people that we are sharing with. And God, we also pray that you would give us boldness, that if we are sharing with people and we're getting nowhere, to just let them go to you, Lord, that we would not be afraid to to stop with our our efforts in that regard, Lord, but you would also lead us and we would be at peace interceding through prayer on their behalf, inviting you to do the work that only you can in softening their heart. So God, guide us, Lord, in this. May we be discerning. May we make right judgments when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. And Lord, we pray that you would give us many opportunities in the coming week to be able to share your good news, the greatest news that anyone could ever hear, 
with people that we know, whether that be a family member, whether it be a work colleague, whether it be someone where we go and chat with at Coles or get in our coffee, whatever it is, Lord, give us opportunities so that we can exercise discernment and so that we can be walking in step with you, Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Jesus, that you want to grant these prayers. You want to see us do this. And so we just invite you to have your way in us. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.